fans, welcome to episode 25 of Scourge Divas. My name is Kirsty and I'm joined by Casey, as always. Hi. And this week we also have special guests. We have got... I was waiting for Casey to say something there, but okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> We've got Sam and Joe from the Hour of Devastation podcast. Hello. I love the synchronised greeting there. <laughs> now it just sounds like, now yeah. it just sounds like garbled noise. That was definitely on purpose. Yeah, but we are professionals, true professionals. (laughs) Excellent. Um, So before we we start, why don't you two introduce yourselves and tell us a little bit about your magic playing career slash history so far. You can fight over who goes first, or you can just speak at the same time. No, joke, joke, joke. Great, (laughs) awesome. Um, I'm Joe Loudon. I've played magic for seven years. Uh, It was like Return to Ravnica had just come out or something when I'd started um, Magic I always think you've been playing for like years and years because you know everything yeah no I'm just obsessed I think I just just have have a problem yeah Um, I like to play a bunch of different formats Legacy and Old School being my favourite as well as Cube big big limited fan and yeah I mainly just play arena standard and hate myself these days so (laughs) as everybody does who plays arena standard um i've i've met joe exactly once in person and he came up to me at a a mythic championship qualifier and handed me a copy of penglacial worm which as regular (laughs) regular listeners to this podcast will know is a a bit of a nemesis isn't that just bullying (laughs) (laughs) handing a judge a penglacial worm (laughs) Oh no, I've had people at GPs come up after that episode and be like, can I ask you a question about Pinglacial Worm? And I'm like, nope. See, Pinglacial Worm is so complicated, I can't even think of a good question to ask about it. There isn't one. The questions we got, <laughs> none of the questions we got were good. <laughs> can I cast it now? Yes. Why? Yeah. Why does it exist? Exactly. Yeah, I think there was a lot of like, was there something about self? I don't know. You can go back and listen to the, the previous drunk podcast that Casey and I did about Pinglacial Worm if you want to enjoy that. Sam, tell Hello. us about yourself. Uh, I'm Sam Neil. I also go by Sneal. Um, if you're a member of the MTG UK Community and Trading Discussion Group, you'll definitely know who I am. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's enough of an introduction for most people. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if you're not a member of that group, um, how can I describe Sam? I mean, I might not be soon. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I've, um, I've played Magic for about seven years as well. I used to play Modern, and then they made it shit. And then I played Legacy for ages, and really loved Legacy, and then they made it shit. So now I just kind of buy Commander foils. So um, this just in, Commander is soon going to be shit. Yeah, well, they're trying really hard. <laughs> if you look at any of the pre-cons and most of the like the, the straight-to-Commander cards they released in Standard, um, all of them are just they're just trying to push old cards out of the format. Oh, and make really? it quite bad. Yeah, well, like, it's just most most decks now are just made from cards from the last three or four years, plus, like, Sol Ring. Um, and just it's like modern and legacy. And yeah, exactly. Else, yeah, exactly. It's just, like, they just keep printing, like, Arcane Signets and, and stuff like that that just auto-includes in decks, which is just not what I play Commander for. Um, but it's the only format I have left, <laughs> so I'm hanging on to it for dear life. I mean, that's, yeah, that's a decent way to... Um... That's a decent way to ensure that the, the the prices of old commander staples go down is to make sure that nobody's playing them. I, I like commander for like playing those obscure as fuck cards that you dug out of fucking the torment bulk box at three in the morning. Yeah, um, like go to sleep, Casey, for fuck's sake. That's the optimum commander deck building time. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So you have your best ideas. This is why you only have dragons, Kirsty, because you're not building your deck at three in the morning. I mean, that's fair. <laughs> I'm also I'm also shit at deck building and really lazy. I mean, if you put enough dragons in a deck, it will probably win some games. Yeah, it does. It does win some games. Yeah. Exactly. So there. Good. Yeah, we're glad we've got that sorted. <laughs> <laughs> And we don't need to introduce Case. She's she's uh, the angry Scott who did a twenty-four-hour charity stream recently, by the way. I did. Well done, Casey. It's awesome. Yeah. Tell us how much you raised for uh, Rape Crisis Scotland, and remind me of the name of the other charity because I have my head up my arse and I've forgotten. The Black LGBTQ Therapy Fund. Yes. So tell us how much you raised, Casey, with your twenty-four-hour stream. Just under fourteen hundred pounds. Fabulous. Wow. Round of applause for Casey. Great. Yeah. Although I was I was dead on my feet. Well, I wasn't on my feet. I was on my arse. I was dead on my arse by the end of it. Delightful. 
What was that? What was the highlight other than other than the uh, the nations pouring in? What was the highlight of your charity stream? Um, we got raided by Autumn Burchett. That's pretty cool. Oh sweet. Yeah. I know. Um, they raided us with about 150, 200 people or something. So that was nice. That's pretty excellent. Yeah. It's amazing. I think just having like the stamina to to stream for 24 hours in a row is something that's really commendable. Like I know I've, I've done, I've attempted to do longish streams myself, and after like four or five hours, you're just like, nope, I'm ready to give up now. So I do not recommend it to anyone. <laughs> was there like, was there people there all? Because I obviously I wasn't up all night because I have a very small child and need to sleep when I can. But like, was there people um, there all night, or was there any yes. you were just sitting like on your own at like four in the morning? No, I never had less than, I think, seven viewers for the whole stream. That's pretty awesome. And we averaged 13. um, Which, given that when I finished, I forgot to hit end stream and left the stream broadcasting nothing for three and a half hours. (laughs) Um, (laughs) that, That average of 13 includes that period. So either I'm doing this all wrong and I should just be streaming nothing, because people will watch that, or the average should be higher than 13. I mean, quite a few of us watched nothing for a bit when your internet was being bad. Oh, the internet was, like... Yeah. Yeah, the the internet just absolutely crapped out at about 12 hours in, uh, to the point where I had to go and reboot the router twice. But eventually it got better. Sam and Joe, were either of you watching that stream where Casey got absolutely melted off her face on red wine and then went to make something to eat and was gone for like 20 minutes and we thought she'd fallen asleep in her kitchen? <laughs> I think... No, I, that sounds amazing. I think I've heard about this. She was like, she, she was like, right, she was absolutely blitzed. Um, like, I was playing Chandelier. Singing Alanis Morissette. And, um, and then she, at some point she just kind of slurred around, I need to go make something to eat, I'll be back in two minutes. And I think it was like 20 of just this empty chair being broadcast. <laughs> there was That's much amazing. debate in chat about whether she'd actually just like fallen asleep on her kitchen table. <laughs> and if we were just going to be sitting watching a 24-hour stream of the back of her chair. Well, that's clearly the content people were signing up for if they went to watch three and a half hours of nothing. Yeah, yeah exactly. So if you've got 20 minutes of, is she going to come back? That's much more entertaining. Can I recommend streaming 24 hours of just absolutely nothing and seeing if that's enough to get us accepted into the uh, Magic Creators program? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Twitch allow that. I'm surprised they didn't cut me off when I was broadcasting nothing for three hours, to be honest. How would they find out? I don't know. Spies. <laughs> Yeah, the, AI, the FBI agent that watches Casey's computer. Yeah, the FBI it, agent would that watches Twitch the FBI agent that watches Casey's computer is yeah. probably going to be like, why is she googling so much shit? Why is she yeah, taking but... twenty minutes to make muesli again? Fucking hell! Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's like... what I came back with when like... I disappeared oh, for twenty minutes to make food. Why did they take twenty minutes? Were you just like putting each individual flake in one by one? I think I went to use the toilet at the same time. <laughs> but why were you gone for 20 For 20 minutes? <laughs> Good God. I have, I have irritable bowel syndrome. Sometimes it takes a while. I was going <laughs> to say, like, you're answering questions and it's like a, a, a hydra. You're answering a question and you're just making three more questions. Two, two more questions sprout up. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, now that we've learned more than anyone ever knew about Casey's bowel habits... Shall oh no, we... I can I can go on about that for hours. <laughs> okay, we're gonna start. Not about your power <laughs> habits, about magic. Good. That's the only reason I'm here. <laughs> Don't want to talk thought... about Dick Casey's bells. At, at some point, she's gonna mention it, right? I'm just gonna catch the right time. Do you also make regrettable food decisions, Casey? Mhm. Yep. Yep. Always. Always. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say when you did that that your mouth was full of peanuts. <laughs> no, my mouth was full of orange and mango squash. Oh, that's that's, that's better. <laughs> It's better. Casey, what's the weirdest thing you've ever eaten? Other than that, um, what was it, Temple Garden that you ate? Alright, this is going to turn into, because then we're going to have to ask Joe, and then the podcast is going to be two hours long, because Joe has more stories than we have time for. Um, I don't know what the weirdest thing I've ever eaten is. Like, the weirdest actual food? Yeah, just not like the weirdest anything, because I've seen you eat cards and shit. I mean, probably shark. Um, That's but right out there. 
it wasn't in a restaurant. I, I cooked it <laughs> just, myself. You just, just wrestled it. <laughs> just pulled it out of the ocean with your teeth. No, I pulled it out of the freezer with my hand. Where else do you get shark from? See? Oh, this, yeah. This... It wasn't very good. It was really rubbery. Um, but I think I... that may be more to do with how badly I cooked it. So you know like how bears like pull salmon out of the ocean with their paws? That's kind of yeah. the image that I have of Casey with like a fucking great white shark or something. <laughs> Just like clipping it out of the sea. That's precisely what happened. <laughs> Sam, what's the weirdest thing you've ever eaten? Me? Yeah. Um, I don't really eat weird things. I think like the weirdest thing is I, I dipped, a, dipped a bourbon cream in hummus. Does that count? <laughs> it's, pretty, it's pretty pedestrian. What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> Well, bourbon creams are really good, right? Yeah. And then hummus is really good. Okay. And, you know, you have have sweet and salty things together quite a lot, right? It's like salty caramel yeah. and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, well, just add the two. I just, threw up, in my, I just threw up in my mouth thinking about that. I do have a story about... Like, yeah, I, I do have a story about throwing up if you'd like that instead. <laughs> oh, I can tell you the weirdest thing I've ever drunk. Oh, God, I thought you were going to say <laughs> oh, the weirdest God. thing I've ever thrown up, and I was like, <laughs> no, 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 stop. No, no. Okay, go for it. So... A long time ago, I used to do live-action role-play, um, and I was away at this big event. Can I just stop you? Is it piss? It's not piss, <laughs> okay, no. Okay, continue. No, continue. It's, it's all actual foodstuffs. <laughs> okay, continue. So, uh, we were away at this big event, and one of the, the hallmarks of the event we're at was every... It's a, an annual thing, and on the Sunday afternoon, there's always a a giant fight, a big battle to determine some territorial dispute it's, or something. It's Buchanan Street on a Saturday night. Pretty much, yeah. So we um, we got up on the, the, the Sunday morning and we were like, we need some fuel for this battle. We should probably make some really strong coffee. So we're like, yeah, we'll make some really strong coffee. Um, we didn't have any water. And oh, we couldn't, God. We couldn't be arsed going to like the the tap to go and get some water because we're on a massive campsite nearest water tap was ages away so we're like well we've got all this fizzy guinness that no one's drinking because fizzy guinness is shit you know how you get two types of guinness in cans you get the type with the widget and then you get the carbonated type there's carbonated guinness yeah it's awful it's rank who the fuck would ever drink that um i know people that like it and i don't understand why but anyway, what we did is we, we put the pot over the, the camping stove and we, we poured six cans of fizzy Guinness into it and we boiled that up and once it was once it started to boil, we dumped in a jar of rocket fuel coffee, which is instant coffee with guarana in it. Very familiar. And and then we were like, Well, you're supposed to have milk in coffee and we don't have any milk, so what can we put in instead of milk? So we found some cans of Red Bull and we put that in instead of milk. How are you oh, all comparable? And then, <laughs> and then someone was like, "Well, I take sugar in my coffee. Oh, I don't have any sugar, so what can we put in instead of sugar?" So someone ground up a packet of Pro Plus and we put that in instead of the sugar. I have irritable bowel syndrome just listening to this story. <laughs> um, and and that became an annual tradition. Of, of what we what the group drank every every year before we went into battle on the Sunday. How are you and not many, dead? Yeah, how many of you ha- have had heart attacks? None of us have had heart attacks. Jesus oh, Christ! I remember going. Uh, to... One of us's eyes exploded. <laughs> nice. <laughs> not as a result of drinking that, just his his eyes exploded. <laughs> this is the most okay. fucked up episode of this podcast we've ever recorded. You're welcome. Joe, what's the weirdest thing you've ever eaten? If it's if it involves eyes exploding, then you win. Otherwise, I think Casey might might have this. I really don't know what the most what the weirdest thing is, but the yes, most regrettable do. thing the most regrettable thing was probably just a kilogram of raisins all in one sitting. That sounds amazing. I would no, don't <laughs> please don't. How how I can't even imagine. Why did you make the... a kilogram? This is like my our. Me and Casey's friend who ate a tub of butter for fifty quid. Jesus. With like, yeah, a, I, with like a spoon. Just have a bit of a food problem. Did you, <laughs> to, to be honest. Like, was it like a was it like a bet or did you just think I no, really just, fancy just, some... just 
just started snacking and then before I knew it the whole kilogram bag was gone and I just started regretted the, the hours yeah regretted the hours after that amazing I just started snacking and accidentally ate a kilogram of raisins yep what the fuck is yep. like that <laughs> might actually I think the bourbon biscuit and hummus might actually be worse I'm not gonna lie well like every every story that Joe has isn't weird it's just too much yeah just <laughs> and then I should have died but didn't <laughs> Yeah, they, they either end up with, like, two hours on the toilet or in hospital, I think. Oh, my yeah. God, what have you eaten that's put you in hospital? Uh, six bags of the co-op uh, vanilla custard donuts the day I found out they were vegan. Oh, my so, God. So, 60 donuts. It's understandable. You oh. ate 60 donuts? Holy yep. shit. And then <laughs> was then hospitalised. <laughs> to be fair, if you're, if you're vegan and you can't eat custard donuts all the time and then you find out they're vegan and they're, like, 70p a pack... What are you going to do? Not eat six packs of donuts? That's, that's fair. That is right. fair. Yeah. I, mean, I uh, ate like a bag, not six, but... I'm definitely a lot better these days, but I, I, I genuinely think I might have had a problem. 60 donuts. Holy good shit. Stuff. Anyway, now that, we've, now that we've covered all that, let's talk about quickly, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to post a photo of, of me, me in the hospital post-donuts to the, uh, the group chat. Massive sugar overdose, or did it? Like... I woke up the next morning and just I wouldn't stop vomiting. <laughs> oh, it's such a good story. Oh my god, what did you like? Did you go in and you were like, "I've eaten sixty donuts, please help me." No, I just li- literally, literally couldn't stop vomiting. So my partner at the time had to phone an ambulance, and then oh my that god, was that. <laughs> so you had to go to the hospital in an ambulance because you ate sixty donuts. Yep. That's um, that's horrendous and impressive equally. That photo is so Story of <laughs> I love that photo so much. Because you just don't look like you're regretting it at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You really don't. Yeah, no regrets. Have you have you eaten those donuts since? Oh yeah. Just not sixty at once. I I mean what's the the most you've eaten at once since? How far have you pushed? If you it? say like fifty nine. Um eat probably like two bags in one sitting. Holy shit. So 12? Yeah, something like that. I'm really glad that I asked this question. (laughs) I did tell you. And we've had this interlude. This is phenomenal. The past few weeks have been not a great time to be heavily invested in magic artists. I have to say. We've had, um, well, I mean, to be fair, like, like we're talking about Therese Nielsen, right? She's been kind of questionable for a while. Yeah. And um, in the last week, I want to say, it was revealed that Noah Bradley, who Wizards have now um, like cut ties with, uh, has a history of being really kind of predatory towards women and just a bit of a creep in general. Yeah. Yeah. So I know a lot of people were upset about this because he's like he, he's like he's kind of like a, he's a meme artist in in certain ways I guess because of all the sort of sexy Noah Bradley shit which is really fucking bad now when you look back at it. Mm-hmm. Um, but also just because people people really liked his art and he was one of the most popular artists out there. But now and everybody's kind of gutted because he's you know an arsehole. So I thought since we've got uh, Sam and Joe here, both in- incredibly invested magic nerds. <laughs> let's um let's talk about some other artists that maybe don't have the profile of like Therese Nielsen and Noah Bradley but are artists basically that you, you should you should go and follow and, and and look at their work and kind of replace your problematic favorites with I think that's part of the problem is that Noah Bradley's art and Therese Nielsen's art is objectively really good yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah and I think if it was like if it was anyone else who didn't have such like an obvious style or such a big following, it, people wouldn't have cared that much. Yeah. I think it's the fact that these it's like these big hitters who have turned out to be scumbags. I mean, that's, like, that's part of the problem. In Noah Bradley's case, that's that's kind of the the issue, right? Is it's he's, he's, it's kind of the the position of power versus the not position of power. There are oh, words yeah, it turns out, somewhere, but <laughs> I mean, it turns out he was a scumbag the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was like we, an actual weird psychopath. Yeah, yeah. Like we, we just didn't pay attention until he did something like to, to kind of prove that, I guess, like be accused of doing something that's actually, I guess, actively harmful. I'm very I'm trying very hard to pick words correctly, but I think my point comes across like he did, you know, he sexually assaulted and coerced people. Yeah. And then that was enough for people to sit up and take notice, whereas like his years of 
just oh, creepy. There's still like 40... 48 40, power. Yeah, that you look back on and it's like, holy shit, like how did this go under the radar? Yeah, like, people just sort of brushed it off because he's um, a, an attractive man who was willing to help people and was really good at art. Yeah. And that's part of the problem. Yeah. Um, so, and it, yeah, like I said, it took something like that for him to actually get kicked out. Yeah. So I guess like it's kind of like everybody when something like this happens, everybody goes, you know, don't don't idolize people and put them on a pedestal because it makes you blind to all this other kind of shit that it's like. Oh, by the way, I'm a total fucking sociopath, but I'm really good yeah. at drawing. <laughs> it's enough to forgive. Yeah. yeah but um, and obviously we don't we don't know what people are are like as people. That was a stupid fucking sentence, but you know what I mean. Like you don't know what what, what people that you you. I was gonna say you don't know what people that you don't know are like, but obviously you don't. Words are really hard. Can... Yeah, I think that was kind of one of his his things really with this this whole forty eight laws of power thing. Just like looking at them all, and it's like one of them is, is like a picture of a sheep that says pretend to be like them and act like a king to become one, and all of these like weird little rules which supposedly he's lived his life by. And yeah, like you can definitely see how they all have applied to him now that you know the sort of person he really is. But there was mm-hmm. one like about apolog. There was kind of a one about apologising or something. That actually, when you looked at it and looked at what he posted as apology, it was kind of even tying into that. I don't remember what it was, but it was something like something about being apologetic or something. Um, and and then yeah. you, you kind of look at his apology and it's like, oh okay, like that's actually still following that. That's creepy as fuck. Yeah. But yeah. So like you you don't we don't know what what you know obviously we've moved but we don't know these artists personally so we don't know what they're like. But uh, other artists that are in magic that you can kind of turn your attention maybe ones that don't have quite as high a, pro, a, a following or a profile as like Therese Nielsen who's obviously like a, or was a huge name and is still a huge name I guess if just for more like controversial reasons now. Yeah, I mean, I think I think the thing is with with people like that, especially people that are like popular or have some kind of clout, is that they'll show you who they actually are, like as as people, but like not overtly, yeah. right? So like, if you go back and look at um, Noah Bradley's Twitter feed and the stuff he's posted and the way he speaks, like looking back at it in retrospect, it looks terrifying and creepy and psychotic, right? Yeah. But yeah. <clears throat> psychopathic, not psychotic. But then you look at other people who are just like. Sort of, and you, like you can't trust people, I guess, because if people are just staying quiet on important issues, or where, like you know, pretty much every content creator is talking about a certain thing, whether that be like with Black Lives Matter and stuff like that, when all of them are doing it and there's a couple that aren't, you can kind of assume that there's a reason they're not not doing that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And totally. If, if, like if you look at um, like J.K. Rowling, for example, and I don't want to dwell on her too long because fuck that woman, but she's also not really commented on anything else. Her entire Twitter feed is just heinous bile. And kids' drawings of of a book she wrote. <laughs> like, yeah. There's no like interaction with any other cause. Yeah. I really no, like, miss the days. A positive influence. I really miss the days when she would talk about like people shitting on the floor of Hogwarts, and we all thought that was <laughs> we, we all thought that was fucked up. And she's like, no wait, there's more. Well, I I miss the days of her just being like, oh, this character is part of a marginalized group. I just forgot to tell you, and we were all like, that's really stupid, Joanne. But I guess this is kind of harmless. You're just a clueless white woman. Um, <laughs> instead of just spouting evil you know (laughs) yeah basically i I prefer prefer her being an ignorant idiot but um yeah like so there's there's some artists that are doing that kind of thing like doing the opposite like proving that they're at least publicly willing to back these causes yeah Mm -hmm. so there's people like you've got sorry just you're talking about um people that people kind of showing you who they are but kind of like really subtly and then you've got like the the harold mcneils (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> could not be more obvious it's like no maybe he didn't mean this like maybe maybe it's meant to be the spanish inquisition it's like no i'm a literal nazi please <laughs> yeah and then him having to like subtly pretend he's not one yeah. when called on it but yeah. people will still follow no, this no. it is his agent put out a statement subtly pretending he wasn't one and then in the comments he was just spouting off a load of racist <laughs> nonsense <laughs> And he's in the comments like, no, hello, I am. No, no, I am. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, really, I am. <laughs> That's so funny. I mean, it's not. It's like, it's horrifying. <laughs> At the same time, the fact that his agent's like, no, please don't believe this. And he's there like, no, shh. No, it's fine, thing, I am. The, the thing with Harold McNeil is no one gave a fuck about him before because his art wasn't that good. Yeah. And everyone kind of knew he was a wrong one. And yeah. then 
just over years of just being proved that he's a complete Nazi, people are just like, I don't know who you are. And now that I know that you're a Nazi, I don't care at all. I like so, how there's like so many different definitions of a wrongen. <laughs> it could be like somebody that like yeah. steals apples from the local shop, or somebody that's, or, or someone that's like a literal Nazi. I mean, that's the thing. Like, we're all wrongens to a certain extent, and I think that's provable <laughs> if you listen to any of this podcast. But um, how but... dare you? We invite you on our podcast and you cast aspersions <laughs> like that. Casey put Guinness and Red Bull and Proclus in coffee. That's fair. She's a wrongen. Repeatedly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, what is a mistake? Repeatedly. I have questions. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, like there's people, there's people that do kind of, and then you you can't always take people out face value. I guess if someone's like aggressively into things, then maybe you can ask questions as well. But there's people like uh, Titus Lunter, yeah, yeah, who just who is a very good artist whose art I have been a fan of. But it's not it's not really stylized, and I think that was the thing with like people like Therese Nelson. It's very very stylized. People really like gravitate towards it. Mm-hmm. But he's got a very nice art style. He does really good landscapes. He's illustrated a lot of lands, um, and also has a, a great art outside of Magic, if you yeah. ever check out his portfolio. But he's just, like, very much retweeting stuff about social justice causes. He's constantly talking about it, um, and just seems like a very kind person, um, uh-huh. as opposed to just staying silent on things, because people stay silent, then <laughs> they're just as bad as the people that are doing the bad stuff. Mm-hmm. Silence is violence. Exactly, exactly. Um, so I mean, I'm a big fan of him. If you just follow his Twitter page, like he he he's all, he's also doing stuff for other artists in the way that people like Snow Bradley for doing, but not in a kind of worship me, I'm a god kind of way. Yeah. <laughs> More in a natural like supportive friend kind of way. So I mean, I'm a big fan of Titus. He's got some really great art, and it seems like a nice person. And that's pretty much all you can hope for these days, right? Yeah. Yeah. You should have hoped that people are nice. Someone else who who seems like a nice person and is is rumored possibly because she dropped a hint that she might be coming back to do something with Magic the Gathering is Rebecca Gray. Oh yeah. Yes. T- talking talking of um, people with particularly unique art styles, uh, hers is very very obvious. Um, like you you wouldn't look at a piece of Rebecca Gray's art and go that's someone else um, but she's not done any magic art at all for years a, a very long time she moved on to doing a lot of gallery work and stuff um, but recently has commented that I can't remember where it was I think it was in the Facebook magic art group like the, the high-end art group um, because they were talking about her and this was in the wake of the whole Therese Nielsen thing, um, and she commented on a number of social justice issues and um, seems like a good one, uh, but also mentioned that she had been talking with wizards about possibly working together again soon, so I'm very excited for that. It would be amazing. It would be so good. I think the last thing that she did... The last thing that she did was like the Commander 16 lands that then yeah. turned into the standard showdown basics. Yeah, so that, that sounds was, right. Those were amazing. Um, so that was art it? which they've had for a while. They, they didn't commission her to do that. Uh, mm-hmm. They'd have that on file for quite a good few years now. So yeah, I think I think it has been been about eight years since she last did anything for Magic. You see what yeah. I mean? Joe knows everything. Yeah, of course Not everything. <laughs> I couldn't tell you how, I don't know, XYZ Commander works but yeah really really niche specific things i definitely know those things well, yeah you've been inside for the last seven years so you've kind of retained some knowledge somehow right is, um, is rebecca going on doing a collaboration with seb mckinnon or is that was that like a kickstarter thing that, that might be a I've kickstarter thing yeah it's a thing i've heard about that would be cool uh, as fuck yeah, yeah. But if you look at her other art it's just like loads of naked ladies <laughs> it's very tasteful and like yeah. in her very much style but it's just a bunch of naked ladies which I imagine Wizards of the Coast maybe aren't into that much no probably well, not well, <laughs> I mean I mean there's, there's, a, there's a joke we can make here about the, the content creators program right oh, oh god there is I really don't want to get into that conversation because I'll be here all day no I'm sure there are several jokes about the content creators program yeah you could just make anyway yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean there's only one joke about the content creators program right and it's the content creators program <laughs> hey. Hey. Um, I want to give a shout out to uh, 
a, a sort of, I, I think he might be a sort of newer-ish artist. I don't exactly know when his first piece of art he did for for Wizards was, but I think I think it was not that long ago. It was Paul Scott Caravan? Mm, so good. He is so good. He did the um he did the judge promo Ristic study. Um, what else has he done? He's done he does he's done a few. He did that um. I can see it in my head, and I can't remember what what the name of it is. It's that green creature, that had escape that was in the Theros set. Oh yeah, the green creature with escape. Yeah, I can't remember the name of it, but he did that. Um, he did he did, <laughs> he did um. <laughs> What's is it? What's the name of the one? I, this is I can picture these cards and I can't remember the name of them. It's just terrible. What's the name of the one that was in um, Modern Horizons? The Counter Spell that everybody plays now. The blue one. Obviously, Pact of it's, it's Negation. Pact of Negation. That's it. He did Pact of Negation. Um, he's he's Scottish. He lives in Edinburgh, but he's really really fucking cool. Like he he um he contributed the last time I got. Uh, I did like the I'll Go With You badges. And stuff the like green that. card you're thinking of is Loathsome Chimera. That's the one, yeah. He I did, knew it was a Chimera. He did that as well. So yeah, he's a really cool guy. Um, you he also did Shabraz the Sky Shark, which is amazing. <laughs> I love Shabraz the Sky Shark. You should, yeah, you should go. He's, he's a, all one word, a big bat on Twitter. You should 100% go follow him. He's a really, really cool guy that does really cool art um, and is just well worth supporting. And he did. he's done like some... A work on like Destiny and I think he's done some D and D stuff as well, but like he posts mm-hmm. he posts um like sort of breakdowns of how he how he how he how he did um art for cars every time a new set comes out. We'll kind of go through his process and he's um he's just a really cool dude. So hundred oh, percent follow him. He did do the art for uh. Um, artifact from Modern Horizons that costs one snow mana to cast. Oh, so now we hate him. But it's alright, <laughs> it's like Skype Gollum, it's the other one. Oh. <laughs> a few. He's, he's not cancelled, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's all I was good. about to it's hate him forever. Did you like hear the sharp intake of breath there from I, I did. I did, that's why I said it in such a such a fashion. You clearly just know how to rile me. Just yep. mention Astrolabe <laughs> and I will just go off. Christ. I think the problem the problem with Paul Scott Canavan's work is it's like and this isn't meant to be a slight at all, but it's like it's very generic. It's very, very good, very detailed. Like he did the Royal Science and I didn't realise he did that one and that that looks amazing. Yeah. But it's it's not got like the I guess the Therese Nelson or like the Seb McKinnon or Rebecca Goy effect yeah. where like it's very, very stylish and very obvious and that's how people get a following because Seb McKinnon, he's got a following because his artwork is so obvious yeah. and like you can really pick it out of the lineup. And if you go back and he's been doing magic cards for, for for ages, but he's only really become popular in the last couple of years because he's done very stylistic stuff. Whereas he was doing stuff for ages and no one gave a shit about him because it was just like generic magic art. Now, with Seth McKinnon, I really want to say there was like some. I remember reading an interview with him. It was like some major life event or something happened, and it's his just, brother died. Was it his brother? Yeah. His yeah. Brother died. And it like I remember him saying that that had really kind of like altered his his um his sort of style and the way he approached art and stuff like that and that's why there was such a massive jump um in in in, in his uh art style because i was surprised as well like i thought he was reasonably new and actually you, you just go back and look at it's like there's, there's just been like a such a big u-turn and i'm talking about art like i know what the fuck i'm talking about i have no idea <laughs> i know nothing about art i mean mainly we can stand paul scott kind of because he replaced Tyrese nelson art on Rhystic study yes yeah. that's a good yes. enough reason in my book Stan. so Somebody I would like to highlight who I think does quite fill that niche of uh, like a really individual art style uh, is Jen Ravenatran. So she has kind of two really distinct art styles, really. So the, the first one she does is it's a little bit more generic, but it's it's very much focused on, I guess, perspective. Her perspective is, is amazing. So she did uh, Godless Shrine and Breed and Pool, the most recent printings of those. Uh, she was on Thriving Grove from Jumpstart. Uh, and uh, she did some of the, the Ravnica re- Weekend Lands as well. The mm-hmm. perspective work in it is just incredible, just to see these like city landscapes from all sorts of amazing angles. But the art, which I specifically love the most, uh, she's done on th- three cards so far. So one of them is the showcase version of Hypnotic Sprite. The other one is the showcase version of Murderous Rider. And finally, possibly my favourite art in the whole game is is the Eldest Reborn from Dominaria. Mm, yeah. Oh, that's cool. Like the, the like ink wash stuff. Yeah, like her yeah. ink style is is amazing. Um, yeah, she's somebody as well who has been 
been very vocal about about speaking out as, as somebody who's, who's a a minority herself and she's been supporting the Black Lives Matter movement on her social media. Uh, she's also a, a film producer as well, a, a cinematographer and director, where she's she's most recently been working on a film that she's totally produced herself uh, about being queer in Japan and it, it looks fantastic. So she's absolutely 100% as a person and an artist, somebody I, I definitely stand. If, if you wanted any more reason, by the way, I just looked her up on, I, I, I googled her um, and then I got onto her Twitter and the first tweet just says, I had just had a minor panic attack, totally baby talked to my cat and thought my work mic was on. 100%, <laughs> 100 relatable, slam follow. Yeah, <laughs> she's incredible. Yet more reasons to, to stand her that are art related. Uh, not only did she do the Godzilla forest, which is gorgeous. Um, she also did the secret layer version of Maronor, who oh, is yeah. the, the happiest little rat boy you'll ever see. <laughs> He's having a little feast with his little rat friends, and it's so good. Aww, that's that so cute. Yeah, I, I think she's fantastic. Just some really, really iconic work, I think, already. And for somebody who's only been uh, producing, mag mag I guess, art for magic, um, I guess it must have been 2016, 2017, but her first card was released in 2018. Mm -hmm. So someone who's relatively new and already has like a really unique style mm -hmm. that is, is both amazing and just seems to be a great person. She also really knows how to wear a suit. Yeah, strongly, strongly agree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you if you if you Google her, like the magic art barely comes up. It's just all of her other work, like her entire yeah. portfolio. It's incredible. I'm uh, amazing. I I want to give a shout out to um, <laughs> Karl Kopinski who I know very little about, other than he didn't murder my husband when my husband turned up with, like, 47 million cards to get him to sign at one GP. <laughs> Amazing. I mean, yeah, the, I mean, the way that people interact with their um, their fans, I suppose, or people coming up to get signing, get card signing stuff is definitely something you can judge them on. Like, I've had artists, who I probably won't name, who have been very cold. And yeah. I understand, you know, you know, doing conventions and stuff and you're sitting there four days in a row at a booth and some sweaty nerds are coming up and putting cans of monster on your table trying to ruin your artwork and not really giving you enough money for the work that you're doing. And I understand that, but just like but then you've got some of them who are just like so warm and so yeah. willing to just have a conversation with you. Um so when there's people that are like not willing to murder you if you bring a thousand cards in for them to sign, yeah. then like, I think that's 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 nice. I've had that experience as well. Like it's um I remember being at a, a comic con locally and there was like a sort of author's, it wasn't an author, so it's a publisher. Um, and I kind of wanted a copy of their book anyway, so I kind of went up to, to get it. And like, I think the lassie that was there was um, like, what she what, she was one of the owners of the publishing company and she was just like, so kind of like, just like sitting there and, and I was like not engaging, which this sounds really judgmental because I know it must be, I've worked in retail jobs and it is really shit sometimes. Like, when you're just dealing with the public, especially if they're the sort of repellent people that you sometimes get at like comic cons and GPs and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But like when when you kind of get nothing, I guess it kind of I don't know. It just kind of I'm like it's not great PR, which might be a really shitty yeah. take, but it's just like I don't know. Um, I on the on the on the other the other end of the scale, someone that we have had a really good interaction with at a GP was uh, Philip Berberan who did nice. um, what's the name of the card the I mean, Raptor he did Deathness he Raptor, did. Raptor yeah. he did yeah. uh, Ilhag the Rosebow which is one of my favourite cards of all time oh so he did yeah, yeah. My, my... does he do the masterpiece sort of warrant piece I want to say maybe or am I thinking of some, someone else I might be thinking of someone else he did the masterpiece Tarmogoyf well, I guess the box topper. Oh my god! Ultimate Masters, yeah. 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 Looking uh, through his cards now, he did um Brokos. He, he did do the, the latest set. He did do the sort of War and Peace masterpiece. Yeah. I thought so. Yeah. yeah. I, I I have a I signed one of that and it's it's lovely. He did it in red and silver shadow signature and it's fucking great. He yeah, did. his signature's also really nice. It's really yeah, oh, signature's so gorgeous. Cool. Yeah. It's amazing. It's lovely. <laughs> <laughs> I think I paid like twelve pounds for his signature because <laughs> like a mirror pen and like shadow sign. Yeah, it looks really good. He's done um, an actual full size custom playmat for my husband, and I don't actually know where it is. Or I'm going to find it after we finish recording and take a picture and send it to the group chat because I it's so good. 
Um, I think it's it's basically it's kind of like Death Miss Raptor. It's got like the raptors on it, I think, but he's drawn like multiple of them, and it just looks really fucking cool. And I don't think my husband's ever used it because um, it's just so nice. Like, but he was it was the Liverpool. I think it was the Liverpool event where I actually like um, became official with when I was going out with my husband. Um, and I've got pictures of him with Philip Barbaran like getting this massive playmat that he got commissioned because before we got married, he just used to like buy mad shit like that. And, and then I came, responsible and then I, Yeah, and then I came along and ruined his fun. Yeah. He did the, um, the Magic Online promo of Gaia's Cradle as well, which nice. is gorgeous. Nice. You can't, you can't beat the marks I got for that. I refuse to accept it. <laughs> I mean, it's really nice, but also it's it's not the Mark Zog original Gaia's Cradle, True. is it? It's not. It's not. <laughs> The, the only magic card with a naked butt on it? A full naked butt? No. Uh, that's a... Uh, uh, like. Drew, Drew Tucker did... Uh, is it... Oh, is it Ashes Ashes from Legends? It's definitely a Drew Tucker card that has a, a whole ass on it. Oh, okay. Because I know things like it's the Eventualizing Cascade oh, have like? almost a full butt and almost yeah. boobs. <laughs> yeah, how do you like Holy lights, two and a white for an instant. All non-white creatures get minus one, minus one to the end of turn. And the picture is an abstract watercolour painting of an old man's bum. Nice! Yeah, that's yeah. the one. That's, that's a Drew Tucker one. I love that. <laughs> it's also kind of legacy playable occasionally. It's also from the dark and not legends. But yeah, oh, it's, it's yeah, I, I own the, multiple copies of that card. How could I forget that? It, it kills Trino Nemesis. Yeah. And you get to look at a weird abstract drawing of a bum. <laughs> what more could you want? Which is all you want from your yeah. children's card game. Yeah. Someone who hates Trino Nemesis and doesn't mind bombs. Yeah, I'm in. <laughs> I've just remembered that I once um, got my basic, like a load. You know, um, Rob Alexander does a lot of art. Uh, art does yeah. a lot of fucking lands. Obviously, he does a lot of art. He's an artist, just stupid. <laughs> <laughs> does a lot of lands, Rob Alexander. Yes. Um, I got my a bunch of basics signed at the first GP Manchester I went to in 2014, and he signed them Rob Alex Lander. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's. It's. I think it's rarer to find an underground sea or watery grave that he hasn't signed yeah. for yeah. sale. Yeah. Pretty much every underground sea I've ever I've ever seen, he has signed. <laughs> he just yeah. signs like so many people have his work signed. He's probably sure my favorite magic just... artist. What Rob Alexander? Yeah, yeah he's, he's pretty much my, my favorite magic artist. But I I wouldn't get any of my jewels signed for that reason. That it, it's yeah more often you're going to see them with signatures than than not. Yeah, you, you mentioned that on an episode of a podcast we did about artists, and I told you it was a shit answer. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone so likes Rob Alexander. Yeah, but he's amazing. Nobody nobody does it like Rob Alexander when it comes to dual arms. It's why I've not been a basic bitch and said, like, John Avon or Magali Villeneuve today, because... Magali Villeneuve is cool as fuck. She is. She is. Oh, so you do realise this episode is now going to be called Nobody Does It Like Rob Alexander. <laughs> <laughs> I'm strangely okay with that. Yeah. <laughs> I like looking through um, arena cards to see other artists I like, because I don't know the names of artists that do cards off the top of my head. Yeah, I'm looking through a random stack of cards and I just found uh, Harold McNeil, oh, uh, no. Southern Library. Oh, no. So that's a bit, it's worth a lot of money that I need to sell. Although I don't think it's going to be so, because I've literally written "kill Nazis" on it. So. Oh yeah, who else? You know, <laughs> you know who else is? You know who else is cool as fuck? That I've just realised that it was also super nice. Um, when I met them was uh, Zach Stella. Oh, true name nemesis. I think so. Did a did a, a version of um, what's the print I've got? Show and tell with a big robot on it. Oh uh, yeah, sure. yeah. He did. He yeah. did do Trinomimesis, and therefore we hate him because he's part of the reason <laughs> that Trinomimesis exists. Okay, okay, <laughs> sure. <laughs> it must be so hard to be like a magic artist and then draw this card that everybody hates, and then just be like, oh. Well, yeah, like the the art for Oko is incredible, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah everyone fucking yeah. hates Oko. <laughs> <laughs> it's really upsetting. But, like all the, yeah, all the cards are broken. Jace counter spell as well. Is that the the uh, Eternal Masters one where it's just like? A mage in the air flying with yeah. sparks around. Yeah, that one's really nice. Yeah. I completely forgot that Paul Scott Caravan did Robber the Rich as well. Yeah, that's also awesome. really good. Yeah. I, love, I love Robber the Rich. Oh, Zach Stella also did the Don't Get Yourself Disqualified Flooded Strand. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> is that the official title though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's the full name of that card. 
Yeah. Yeah. Any chance to dunk on that fucking idiot? Um. <laughs> <laughs> what? He's a fucking idiot. I keep I keep getting shit every time I talk about how that makes him kind of a bad person. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, don't be mean to a person that stole from a TO and then lied stole about it. Francois, of all people, like I know, Francois. I if you're gonna, yeah, like if you're gonna steal from anybody, like Francois, he's like the nicest, the nicest, probably one of the nicest TOs I've ever met. Yeah. He actually came up to be the MCQ, um, and I've like, I've, this wasn't even an accident; he was there, and he actually came up to me and was like, and knew who I was and was talking. He was like, oh, please come and judge one of our events. You're great, and I was like, oh, Francois. Francois and Liz are incredible. I know. He's like, you're so nice. Yeah, he's, he's like the best thing that's ever happened to UK Magic. Yeah. Far and away. So why'd you steal from him? I know. Also, that flooded strand looks like a Mario Kart track. It totally <laughs> looks like a Mario Kart track. It looks track. so much like a Mario Kart track. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look at it now so I can just look at it again. I just typed in Mario Kart. So that's going to come up Artist, by the way, whose name is Zoltan Boros. Yeah, it's didn't, like didn't, didn't they do Boros Charm? I yeah, really they hope did. So. Yeah, did he? yeah, 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 that's amazing. Yeah, he did do he did do Boros Charm. Boros Charm by Zoltan Boros. That's cool as fuck. That's one perfect. Yeah. He used to collaborate and now doesn't. I believe I'm right in saying. Yeah, there was with I think someone called Gabble maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I can't yeah. remember. There's quite a lot of artists that do that. I don't really know why they've stopped. Like Johannes Voss and somebody else mm-hmm. also used to collaborate a lot. It's strange. I'm trying to think who's the who's the artist that used to collaborate with. This is making some excellent content. It's fine. Kirsty will edit it. All the good. Yeah, yeah. It's fine. So much work for you. It's great. I mean, we could talk about Casey's bill movements if you like, just to fill some space up. <laughs> nah, we're, we're fine. We're fine. I mean, I, I can do some peanuts if you want. Yeah, it's like the the equivalent of hold music, just Casey and peanuts. Ah, you go. Uh, I'm not going to pronounce this last name. Zoltan Boros and Gabba Ziskasai. S Z I K S Z A I. Anyone? Zikzai. That's close. Probably than I got. fairly close. Yeah, that's way close than I got. It's probably still wrong, to be fair. It's better than whatever bastardized version I just said. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really worried that I'm going to say all these nice things about artists who I think are nice people and they turn out to be absolute cunts. I'm I really know, worried. Like, about that. I, I'm worried about that as well, but I know, I'm just going to stand them while I can. It's, I'll yeah. make a note, and if anything comes out about anybody that we've mentioned, I will just immediately go and delete the episode. It'll be one of those lost episodes of like <laughs> TV shows that that never gets spoken of it again. Yeah, and then you can take screenshots of the uh, the Facebook argument that I inevitably get into. Yeah. Pro- proving that I don't actually like that person. <laughs> Sam get into a Facebook argument. That's how I spend most of my time. You might remember um, on social media a, f- a few weeks ago we invited people to donate to a Black Lives Matter charity of their choice and send us proof and we would allow them to pick a topic for us, Tibbles Rager. So people did that. <laughs> Which is great, and uh, we're going to do the first of those this week. So, Casey, what is this week's Tibbles Rager about? So, this week's Tibbles Rager, I picked I picked one um, because I knew we were going to have guests on the podcast this week. So, I picked one with um, a lot of uh, depth and um, deep meaning that we can really get our teeth into. Uh, get get a lot. Of literally get our teeth into it um, and get some really serious discussion because it's a really important matter uh, that my friend Wednesday has asked me to bring up. And and that matter is the lack of sandwiches in magic. <laughs> now, sake. I've done a bit of research on this uh, leading leading up to the recording of the podcast and there's, there's about 100 and 10, 120 magic cards that have food somewhere in the illustration. Do you know what? Which, which isn't a huge number, given the, the number of magic cards is, I believe now, over 20,000. And that's that's not counting reprints with different art as different cards. So there's, there's well over 20,000 different pieces of art in magic. One of them has a sandwich in it. One. There is one wow. sandwich in the whole of magic, and it's on a card from Urza's fucking something, 
called <laughs> disaster. <laughs> Impending disaster. Right? Let's all so, look at this card. This is this is the only card with a sandwich in it in the whole of magic, right? It's got nothing to do with sandwiches. It's a red enchantment that says during your upkeep if there's seven or more lands in place, sacrifice impending disaster and destroy all lands, right? It's a two mana red enchantment from Ursa's Legacy. Nothing to do with sandwiches. But there's this one fucking hero goblin in the front of this art showing down on a sandwich. Why is this that is sandwich card? Why is that sandwich so round? That's Who makes just sandwiches. Oh, okay. See, it makes fucking sandwiches like that. Like, to, like, even the sandwich appears to have dislocated his jaw. He's a goblin. They're goblin jaws. <laughs> literally, literally, like literally he is goblin. goblin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, now, you may have seen this card recently because it actually got reprinted in Mystery Booster. So there's more of them out there now than, than there previously were. And I'm glad about this because it's it's something that needs to be highlighted more is the, the lack of sandwiches. And while they've not commissioned more sandwich art, which would be the obvious correct thing to do, they've at least reprinted this in Mystery Booster so that they can get more sandwiches in the wild. The, the closest other art you have is on the um, Unstable card, Aerial Toastmaster. Yeah. There, There is a, a what looks to be a knight holding up a piece of untoasted bread so that the, the Toastmaster can can toast it for them. Um, but that's not a full sandwich. That's just a single piece of bread that's well, going I... to get turned into toast. And then we have to get into the argument of whether or not a toasted sandwich is truly a sandwich. Yes. And yes. I don't have time for that. That's quiet voice there, like, yes. Of course it is. Of course it is. Right, but what's a sandwich? It's a hot dog a sandwich. We're not doing this, surely. <laughs> We can't be doing this. No, no, no. We'll, we'll save that for we'll save that for a bonus episode. <laughs> we had an expansion in the last year, right? That was almost entirely themed around food. Like the the, the whole of Throne of Eldraine, One of the major themes of this set was food. There's four different arts of food tokens. No sandwiches on any of them. It, none of the cards that make food in Throne of Eldraine, No sandwiches. Fucking nothing. It's disgraceful. It's an actual disgrace. Who do I'm I need gonna... to speak to at Wizards of the Coast to to get more sandwiches and magic? That's that's what I need to know. Marrow, fucking sort this out. <laughs> I'm just going to buy a shitload of copies of Impending Disaster and do something with them later. Uh, okay. What, what? <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to do with them? <laughs> I don't know. Send them to you at a random time. All and then them. you'll just get angry. Well, I, I've got eight in my cart currently. <laughs> Why do you have eight? Why do you have Because there's a, there's, a, there's a magic card market seller in the UK who has eight copies. Do you know how much a foil impending disaster is? I, I, I have no idea. It's it's averaging about 20 euros. Wow. Okay, okay I, mis- yeah. I misheard you, right? Because when you said you've got them in your cart, I thought you said cart. <laughs> in my cart, yeah. That's why I my was so outraged. Of... I was like, why Why have you got eight copies? First of all, eight, eight is an odd number of, co- like, four, you know, understandable, eight, bit weird. Why do you eight, 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 eight is an even, co- even eight number of copies. Eight copies of them in your car. I was like, why? <laughs> why the no, specific <laughs> card do you have eight copies in your car? Cart the, makes uh, more sense. The foil, uh, actually spiked on card market to the graph about three days ago no about a month ago nothing to do with me it went from 12 <laughs> 12 euros to 40 euros average wasn't that roughly about the time that we started ta- talking about this i believe so yeah <laughs> what the fuck I mean, you, to do with me i mean i'm surprised that there aren't more sandwiches just on goblin cards because that's not right? a sandwich on it right because like there's 26 cards in Magic with the word feast in the title. No sandwiches on any of them. What sort of feast are you having that doesn't have sandwiches? What kind of feast are you having that does include sandwiches? <laughs> what <laughs> do you consider a feast? Casey must like Casey. Do I have like, a sandwich course. Oh, a course. Okay. Is okay. that just what you call buffets? Like, are you like, oh my god, a fucking feast? And all you eat feast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You you put a spread on. There's a sandwich there. There's at least one sandwich, definitely. 
Exactly. Well, you, put, yeah. you put the spread on the sandwich, right? At least one sandwich. Like I honestly <laughs> like Joe's banquet where there's like all this food in one sandwich at the end of the day. Because I've already eaten all the rest of it. That's fair. <laughs> Look, if you if you are you telling me that if you go to a big banquet or something, you're not expecting to have like bread on the side. Oh, that's not a sandwich though. No, but you could you you would expect to have bread on the side. You would expect to have butter for that bread, and there's probably some meats being served in this feast at some point. You could totally make yourself a sandwich. See, when you were talking, there's not even there's not even the tools to make a sandwich on any of these cards. Well, I mean, yeah, well, you just said what's his name? Ariel Toastmaster has toast uh, bread. That's that's, yeah, that's that, a, a single slice of bread. I am. Um, I I like. Closest like... for getting is sort of feast and famine. It's at least got something you can spread the butter with. Sort of yeast and famine. <laughs> Yeah, if if we if we take burgers to be sandwiches, then there are an equal number of promotional Magic the Gathering items that are sandwiches to <laughs> numbers of sandwiches on, on cards. Of if course. we take the uh, the Theros Beyond Death burger meal. <laughs> I forgot Jeez. that existed. Oh. Yeah, exactly. In fact, there's actually more. There's more because Arby's did a. Um, Arby's did a promotional item where they, they made a, a brown hat in the style of a black lotus. Oh my god. <laughs> That's amazing. So there, there are more promotional get... sandwiches, sandwich items than there are actual sandwiches on Bits of Magic Art. This is, this is disgraceful. Can they not do a tie-in with like Pret-a-Manger or something and we can at least get some baguettes in Magic or something? I mean, there's, there's, like, there's bread. There's bread in Magic Cards. Not enough. I mean, to be fair, ginger brew is gingerbread, so trail of, trail, trail of crumbs. You've I got suppose de- you don't have to have breadcrumbs, but... you got the Glamour from Morning Tide. That's got some bread on it. Right? It's troll, got bread on it. Troll bread guardian. <laughs> troll, troll bread guardian. <laughs> now, now we just talk about magic cards that sound a bit like food. Yeah, that's a fun game. Like, even Feed the Clan doesn't have any sandwiches on it. You've got an entire can, clan to feed. What are you going to feed them? Sandwiches? <laughs> are the Gruul known for their sandwiches? I thought they just ate meat off the animal while it was still alive. Uh, it's, 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 the it's the teamer, not the Gruul. Yeah. But that was like if, you, if you put a slice of bread on either side of the animal, then I guess technically that's a sandwich. Yeah, but there's no bread in the art. Look at the art for... Oh no, that's, I was going to say look at the art for Dust Bowl, but I've just realised that's not just like big... That's literally a dust cloud. That's not a big thing to eat. It'd be better if it was. That would be cool as fuck. Yeah, I'm surprised there's not more sandwiches on Goblin cards, because like, that's the reason it's on there, because goblins are funny and stupid, and they do weird random things, right? It's yeah. like eat a sandwich in, in an impending disaster. Yeah, like the, the card... The goblin-related card that you would expect to have a sandwich on it doesn't that being hot soup because what else are you going to have with a sandwich is soup i didn't realize sandwiches were so pervasive in your day-to-day life <laughs> they're not but i get paid to do this <laughs> okay oh, no no let's look, you you didn't get paid to do this like let's not let's not open up <laughs> let's not open up controversy 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 here like you we were not paid to do this money was donated <laughs> Casey's not like angrily pocketing this and then typing in MTG sandwiches into Google to see what comes up. Are you suggesting that you set up various charities for what seem like reputable causes to then take that money just so you could have a conversation about sandwiches in Magic the Gathering? Yes, I set up all the real Just to talk about sandwiches. Just to talk about sandwiches. Yeah. I'm yeah. trying to find like a picture of any sort of food or bread adjacent card so I can prove you wrong and I, I honestly can't find one you've done thorough research here yeah I'm trying to do it too I, I cannot fault you <laughs> awful lot of pictures just of bread yeah yeah a lot of food like a load of food but no sandwiches yeah there's loads of food like not even next born rollicker who is destroying an entire feast I, there's, there's no sandwiches on there but Master of the Feast doesn't even have any sandwiches. Not nope. a master. That card is wrong. Feast of the Unicorn? There's no unicorn sandwich on that card. Do you think if you got two copies of Ariel Toastmaster and then put them on either side of um, <laughs> Wolf's Quarry, that's a ham sandwich? Yes. 
<laughs> yes, you could absolutely make a ham sandwich. Well, you could do that. I'm glad we found the answer. Yeah. Construct <laughs> your own sandwich. So as is customary, as we approach the end of our time together, that sounded really much more morbid than I expected it to. Are we going to die? No. We're going to play um, Shite or Delight, which is a game where... Well, normally it's, it's either Casey or I for, the, for each other read out a list of topics and we have to rate them as shite or delight as a quick as a, a sort of quick fire round. But we thought we'd just do it for Joe and Sam because they're guests today and they've never played shite or delight before. And uh, we like to we like to get other people involved. We like to get as many people playing this game as we possibly can. So we're going to well, I'm, I'm going to read the list out um, and Joe and Sam, you have to rate these things as, as I read them. Are you are you ready? Yeah. yeah, I'm X. looking forward to us both accidentally saying it in unison. Okay. Many of them are magic related, but not all of them. Not all of them. Um, I'm also looking at them, and I, I don't know your opinions on all that stuff, but more of the, these, but there might be an awful lot of shite here. Excellent. <laughs> Pretty Good. much apart from the course. Okay, Good. are you ready? Yeah. Read, yes. Reading the Facebook comments. Oh, I'm gonna say delight. Cause delight. It's the I, I, I actually thought that might be more controversial than I meant it to be. So yeah, I, I, I. I kind of thought that might end up being difficult. Uh, I mean, they're, they're, they're full of shite, but it is definitely a delight to read. Yeah, some of them are really <laughs> funny, to be fair. Uh, Elharg the Razebore. Oh, delight. Delight. Bams, Biggest delight ever. Bams in Soho. What? Do you know, do you know what a bam is? No. A, a bam, how would you describe a bam, Casey? Uh, an asshat. Kind of just like, <laughs> like a fucking rocket, basically. Oh, okay, so dickheads gathering when they think yeah. the pandemic's over. Oh, yeah. absolute shite. Yeah. Shite. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't realise the BAM was a purely Scottish concept. Um, oh, yeah. Alpine Watchdog. Delight. Delight. Obviously. Jump starts misprints. Oh, delight. <laughs> a million times delight. That was harder to say than I was expecting. A Phyrexian Swamp. Delight. Delight. EV. Delight. Delight. Casey, explain yourself. Delight. The, the, the concept of EV in general, not not good EV, but the concept of like evaluating whether you should do stuff because it might not be good EV. Oh, shite. Oh, shite, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Tarmogoyf. Shite. Shite. Hamilton. I don't shite. I'm not a fan of musicals. I've never seen it. So that was the one that I, I was really confused by when Casey said it, because Hamilton is also a town in Scotland. So <laughs> that was probably delight. Briefly, it's not. <laughs> uh, Falkirk. I have no opinion. That's I'm going to say not delight. That's not an option. Because it's not in England. Delight, it's not in England. Yeah, that's... Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to run that back, that answer. Yeah. <laughs> Double Masters. Ooh, delight. Double delight. Shite. Oh. Quadruple Masters. <laughs> Definitely will be shite. Yeah, shite. Uh, <laughs> Rob Alexander. Delight. I can't say shite, can I? I have no. to say delight. Legally cannot. I legally cannot. Uh, sandwiches. Delight. delight. Eating 60 donuts and being hospitalised. <laughs> delight. <laughs> Was no it regrets. though? Really? You have no regrets? Oh, no regrets. Okay. Well, yeah, I, I mean. I've, I've done. I've done worse. <laughs> oh God! Uh, sending cards in the mail that aren't in top loaders. Oh shite! I love the cards. <laughs> He's a fucking top loader. Sam and Joe, if people of the internet want to find you and interact with you online and on any of the topics that we've covered today, where can they do such a thing? Well, it's ill-advised for a start. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but uh, with that disclaimer in mind. <laughs> Joe, do you want to go? Yeah, uh, you can find me on Twitter at PeachGardenOath, so with an F. Uh, on Facebook, I'm in pretty much all of the magic groups. Um, Joe Howden, I'm sure you, you can find me. Um, yeah, I'm, I'll talk about anything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter at Snail69. Um, oh, nice. Th- thanks. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> I wasn't sure if anyone was going to do it. I'm used to Joe saying nice, and I wasn't sure if anyone was going to do it. Nice. Um, <laughs> thank you, Casey. Uh, you can, yeah, also find me, like I said, in any of the Magic Discussion groups on Facebook. For, for now. I'm, yeah, yeah, until, until I do. 
until I get banned. You can find me there. Um, you can also find our podcast, uh, Hour of Devastation, which I'm now realizing is a horrendous name for a podcast because whenever you search anywhere for Hour of Devastation podcast, it just comes up with every other magic podcast that's done a set review of Hour of Devastation. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you can find that um, any place you'd normally find a podcast if you want to, if you want more of whatever this was. Absolutely market yourself like that. If you want to, you can listen to our podcast. Yeah, that's how I market it every episode of our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> it's quality marketing. Yeah, I mean, Joe's the company man, and I'm just like, why would you listen to me? Chunter on. I like that you're marketing your podcast on an episode of your podcast. Yeah, of course. You've got to tell people to keep listening, because maybe they just listen to that one episode we have with Pleasant Kenobi, and <laughs> they're like, oh, we don't want to listen to this anymore because it was shit apart from the bit that Vince was speaking. <laughs> Which is fine, but maybe they want to give us another shot, you know? Excellent. Uh, Casey, where can people find you online if they want to tell you that you've made some terrible food choices? They or can find choices. me. They can find me on Twitter at Purple Snap, uh, or on Instagram also at Purple Snap, or on the Scourge Divas Twitter, which is at Scourge Divas, and they can also find me on Twitch.tv/ScourgeDivas, where I will be streaming most days for the rest of this week which will mean nothing by the time this episode comes out but you know <laughs> i like the subtle shade thank you for that oh it wasn't subtle at all <laughs> okay fair enough it's um, nice to know that this podcast has a version of me as well when it comes to advertising <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you want to find me online i'm at Worst artist on pretty much every single social media site um if you can't find me i'm not on it uh, or I'm also on the Scourge Divas Twitter. Or if you really want to send us an email, you can email us at scourge.divas at gmail.com. Yeah. Thank you, Casey. Thank you very much for joining us, Sam and Joe. It's been fun. Let's do, yeah, this, again. Let's, this. Let's do yeah. this again sometime. Yeah. It's I about, like, you know, what, like 45 minutes of usable content and then just three hours of us just trying to I was about to say, like... <laughs> I don't know how long this episode's going to be, but we're nearly at an hour and 40 minutes of just recording time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, as there's we know always, it would be. There's always like an interlude of shit posting when we do this. It's great fun. Let's do it again. Uh, we will see you next week for more Scourge Divas and more Out of Devastation over on, on their podcast. Join us there. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. I would have said bye, but a train went past. <laughs> <laughs>